bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up on today's program, credit growth in China continues recovery through March, and China launches draft regulation for AI-generated content amid ChatGPT frenzy. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China's credit expanded faster than expected in March, a sign that the central bank's move to unleash more long-term liquidity into the economy and support bank lending is fueling investment activity. Outstanding total social financing, a broad measure of credit, reached 5.38 trillion yuan last month, up 10% in March from a year earlier, hitting a four-month high. According to the People's Bank of China on Tuesday, while banks offer 3.89 trillion yuan in new loans, also higher than expected. New corporate mid- and long-term loans, an indicator of the willingness to invest in new projects and capacities, jumped to 2.07 trillion yuan last month from 1.61 trillion yuan in February. Government bond issuance remained robust as local authorities have announced plans to raise spending on major construction projects by 17% this year. China's broad money supply, or M2, stood at 281.46 trillion yuan by the end of March, up by 12.7% from the year prior, indicating an accommodative monetary condition to support the economy. Credit growth usually picks up at the end of each quarter as banks rush to meet lending targets, but lending and financing activities were also stronger than expected in the first two months of this year as government bond issuance surge and corporate credit demand began to recover following the abandonment of COVID restrictions. The PBOC has stepped up cash injections to help banks cope with tighter liquidity. It unleashed 500 billion yuan of long-term cash into the banking system by cutting the reserve requirement ratio last month, according to estimates. The central bank also added the most cash in over two years through its monthly medium-term loans operation in March. That and the fact lenders tend to front low lending early in the year pushed bank loans in the first quarter to 10.6 trillion yuan, up 27% from the first quarter of 2022, the previous record. Medium to long-term lending from households also jumped in March thanks to favourable property policies locally. Household loans, mostly mortgages, jumped to 1.24 trillion yuan in March from 208.1 billion yuan in February, with medium to long-term household loans rising to 634.8 billion yuan from 86.3 billion yuan in February. China's Cyberspace Authority issued a content regulation draft for artificial intelligence on Tuesday, voicing clear support for innovation, promotion and application in AI algorithms and frameworks. It also encourages the priority use of safe and reliable software, tools, computing and data resources, the Cyberspace Administration of China said in a draft regulation published on its website. Regulations are made to promote a healthy development and standardized application of generative AI, said the CAC. 
According to the draft rules, operators are asked to report to regulators for safety reviews before providing such services to the public and are urged not to use advantages like algorithms, data and platforms to engage in unfair competition. The CEC also lays out the ground rules that generative AI services have to follow, including the type of contents these products are allowed to generate, saying that companies should ensure the accuracy of information and not generate false information. The IMF projected on Tuesday that China's economy will grow 5.2% in 2023 and 4.5% in 2024. Given the size of the Chinese economy, it would be a key contributor for global growth in the coming year, said Pierre-Oliver Gorinchas, director of the research department of the IMF, to a press briefing on the latest World Economic Outlook report. According to the IMF forecast, the world economy will grow 2.8% in 2023, 0.1% points lower than its January forecast. The growth of advanced economies will decline by half in 2023 to 1.3% before rising to 1.4% in 2024, said the IMF. And about 90% of advanced economies are projected to see a decline in growth in 2023, it is said. Global growth is estimated at 3% in the next five years, it added, slower than the 3.8% average rate in the past two decades. Moving on to some regional highlights. China Commodities City Group, which is under the state-owned Asset Supervision and Administration Commission of Yiwu, Zhejiang Province, announced on Wednesday plans to build a global digitized free trade center in the China's production hub of small commodities. According to the announcement, the company plans to invest 8.32 billion yuan into the project, which will cover an expected 1.24 million square meters and will be finished within four years. The Global Digital Trade Center will integrate manufacturing, exhibition, logistics and storage and customs checking, serving each component of the small commodities industrial chain. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future Hong Kong on Tuesday established the Institute of Web 3.0 Hong Kong, backed by business moguls and government officials, as part of its efforts to punch above its weight as an international fintech hub. Chief Executive John Lee said during the launch ceremony that Hong Kong must have the courage to become a trailblazer in this wave of innovation. He noted that Web 3.0 plays a critical role in advancing the fintech sector, as some leading technology firms and startups have recently considered expanding their business in Hong Kong. These include virtual asset exchanges, blockchain infrastructure companies, virtual currency wallets and payment enterprises, which are believed to help drive the development of Web 3.0, the city's leader added. Last October, the government issued a policy statement on the development of virtual assets in Hong Kong, saying Web 3.0 has the potential to become the future of finance and commerce. The latest budget also stated that 50 million Hong Kong dollars will be allocated to develop Web 3.0. Hong Kong saw the peak number of arrivals Monday, the last day of the Easter holiday, according to data from the Immigration Department of the SAR government. Nearly 780,000 people passed through Hong Kong on Monday, including 556,000 people arriving and 224,000 people departing. Hong Kong saw about 6.7 million inbound and outbound visits from April 1st to 10th. 
Hong Kong's insurance market has begun to attract Chinese mainland clients again. After 1,000 mainlanders who visited Hong Kong before the border reopening, about two-thirds said they intended to buy insurance there within a year, according to UBS figures. As a result, the Swiss banking giants expect the value of insurance policies taken out by mainland residents to return next year to the peak level before 2020. The value of insurance taken out by mainlanders in the SAR slumped to 6.8 billion Hong Kong dollars in 2020 and only 688 million Hong Kong dollars in 2021, according to data from the SAR's insurance authority. And the average annual figure between 2016 and 19 was 53.6 billion Hong Kong dollars. Property transaction volume in Shenzhen and nearby cities in the Greater Bay Area rebounded last month. Over 12,000 houses were sold in Shenzhen last month, setting a two-year record, while some 9,400 new homes were sold in Huizhou, an increase of 70% from the month before. Data from the Research Institute of Property Researchers LeYouJia.com showed yesterday. Sales of newly built homes in Dongguan jumped 40% to 3,152 units in March from the month prior, while second-hand home sales hit nearly 3,770, soaring 65% from February to the highest in 14 months. Next on industry and company news, Chinese theme park operator Haichang Ocean Park Holdings signed a memorandum of understanding with the Saudi Investment Ministry to explore investment opportunities such as building ocean parks, aquariums, wildlife parks, intellectual property theme parks and hotels in Saudi Arabia, the firm announced today. Chinese supply chain logistics firm Ace Investment and Development said it plans to invest 500 million yuan to build a cross-border supply chain base. The base, to be built in Lianyungang in eastern China's Jiangsu province, will comprise a series of warehouses, including high-end temperature-controlled warehouses, cold storage spaces and specialized warehouses that can handle over 200,000 tons of goods annually, the firm announced late yesterday. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway has further reduced its stake in BYD by unloading 2.48 million shares for 540 million Hong Kong dollars last month, bringing the total number of shares it has sold since last August to 105 million. According to a stock exchange filing, Berkshire sold the 2.48 million shares of China's electric vehicle giant at an average price of 217.6 Hong Kong dollars apiece on March 31. Sales of pet health products on Chinese e-commerce platform Tmall has recently exceeded 10 billion yuan. 60% of the top 50 pet health brands on Tmall were Chinese, as they have significant advantages in terms of technology-based health monitoring and nutritional products, according to statistics from the units of e-commerce giant Alibaba Group Holding. Switching gears to financial news, China Securities Finance Corp, the country's main financial institution that provides loans to brokerages for margin financing and securities lending, said Monday it is lowering the margin ratio by up to 15 percentage points so as to help them with their refinancing business. 
Those brokerages with ample funds and a good reputation have had their margin financing ratio trimmed to between 5% and 10% from 20%, while the others have had their margin ratio reduced to 15% from 25%, CSF said. And it has also reduced the margin ratio when brokerages borrow equities for their market-making business on the Shanghai Stock Exchange's star market. Ping-an-back Lufax will be listed in Hong Kong by introduction this Friday, as Lufax American Depository shares are listed and traded on the New York Stock Exchange since 2020. The Shanghai-based online internet finance platform had applied for a dual primary listing on Hong Kong's main board by way of introduction only. JD.com became the latest Chinese firm to submit an application for a yuan counter. The Chinese e-commerce firm said this act is to support the new Hong Kong dollar-yuan dual counter model, which is expected to commence in the first half of this year. And wrapping up with a quick look at the stock market, Chinese stocks rose on Wednesday with the benchmark Shanghai Composite gaining 0.4% and the Shenzhen component up 0.1%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index dipped 0.9% while the tech index dropped 1.9%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.